Hello and welcome to another episode of 10,000 Hours. I'm Grant Spanier. And I'm Vince Kochi. And you are listening to episode 124, a true Fibonacci yeah, that's right. We were hoping that it would be. <laughs> no, it's actually not. Is it? No, it's actually one, one it be, two, three, five. It'd be one, two, three, five. Yeah. Fuck, man. But it's. Do you ever just? <sighs> I mean, we're not going to make uh, it to one thousand two hundred thirty-five episodes, probably. So I know the gu- Here's what. Here's what's messing with me is the gusto with which. Maybe not. Obviously, I had some external gusto, some volume in my voice, but internally, I felt such accomplishment. I felt like I connected the dots, and I felt like a, a real, a you real were Da Vinci, in the da Vinci code. code. Yeah, <laughs> just like I figured no, it out. I was man. there with you. I bought in immediately. You saw no pushback from me. Respect. Thank you, man. Thanks for supporting me. Uh, and yeah, episode one twenty four. What I mean, you know, I. I just was so hyped about this episode. I just, I love Ace Norton's work. We had Ace Norton on. He's a director. Uh, I'm particularly hyped about directors. Um, you know, I, I remember geeking out a lot when we had Sean Dunn on mm. uh, episode 98. Uh, and it's, it's just, it's people who have ma- making their, uh, making, <laughs> who have made their lives work uh, filmmaking uh, on such a high level. It just really hypes me up because I, I love films. I love music videos. I love documentaries. It, ju- it just really hypes me up. And Ace has such a an Ace attitude, a truly Ace attitude. Oh, he, I mean, he really does. And I, what I loved about this episode is that your, your hype for it was so contagious. I, I'm not like as into the sphere as you are by a, by a long shot and then some, but like watching his work and then hearing you beam about it got me so hyped and boy did he deliver he was really just a wholesome fun insightful like so super smart and so super driven guy it really was a treasure of an episode yeah and he's so nonchalant i i really do appreciate that about about somebody who has a not only a sense of humor <laughs> true um, i i even said frustratingly work, laid back at one point yes. yeah yeah gotta respect it man i mean totally out. totally yeah, uh, yeah and we were talking about up. direction which it, it's if it seems like a it's like a softball home run topic that <laughs> it's because it was uh when we get someone like ace on we want to talk about you know what really is in his wheelhouse and we're glad we did because it was a great conversation yeah it, it really was and i i do think we mentioned it on the episode but for context checking out some of his work is really helpful <laughs> to appreciating the uh nonchalance and just like his perspective uh so so we'll show notes his his uh his website and i think we show notes uh the director id episode as well which really turned me on to his work totally i mean yeah, so, so shouts out to Ace, and also shouts out to Ultra Human, back for a second round of sponsorship. Uh, not that we typically count them, but it is <laughs> nice. It is time. nice. It, it's like, I mean, the second date is probably the, beyond the first, it's the, the second most important. <laughs> and, you know, uh, I'm actually going to, I'm, I'm going to take your idea and run with it. I think it's even more important. A lot of first, mm. there's a lot of perfectly pleasant first dates. There's a lot of like ones that don't go anywhere but aren't necessarily catastrophic mm-hmm. you don't get to a mm-hmm. second date unless something interesting happened on the first date totally you're, you're absolutely right and uh and i mean what even led us to the first date was something interesting which was uh ultra human uh their product uh, the da vinci which i particularly appreciate it is a nootropic 
and it's uh, essentially a brain supplement, a brain vitamin. I've kind of been replacing coffee with it, uh, just just really as a tool to um, to focus and to get into the creative zone. Uh, actually, it was turned on to me by friend of the show, former guest Chris McAllister. I feel like he was in the '80s. I think that's right. Yeah, I think he Early might 80s, have been yeah. in the eighties. Yeah, yeah, uh, great episode. I mean, that dude, phenomenal. And uh, he turned me on to this company, and uh, and yeah, I've, I've just had such a pleasant experience with it uh, in terms of uh, of, of using again using it as a tool for for some motivation and for some focus and uh, really getting in the zone to do creative work and and uh, replacing some of my coffee habit, which. I have a pretty hardcore, hardcore is maybe a strong term, but <laughs> I, I do love cold brew mm. and I find myself uh, consistently kind of up and down from it. Whereas I feel like uh, the Da Vinci and uh, which is the product from Ultra Human, uh, it, it just is, it's a much more mellow level like focus absolutely kind of the ups and downs of coffee yeah i'd be i'm anxious to hear if our editor pat uh will get his reaction to it maybe next time for round three but i i tried my um i tried my complimentary sample as well and uh it it's really it was interesting there was no down moment afterwards like you mentioned with coffee and uh it's fascinating to me i think even the ritual of like taking it intentionally aids in its effect and i I mean that's time (laughs) to focus Uh, yeah totally i I don't i don't want to like hammer too hard on that mostly i guess just from the product standpoint i'm just like i'm sensitive of that but really that that's why i feel so strongly about it because it's it is the idea of like oh now i'm focusing you know the ritual of it that it's really powerful um it's not a placebo but that effect is somewhat placebo and is so powerful i i I really appreciate that ritual of it absolutely um so thank you to ultra human for your patronage and for sponsoring the program and thank you so much ace norton for lending your time to what was a really excellent episode and Vin, I have to say, thank you to the listeners who, if they're interested in trying out UltraHuman, they can go to the ultrahuman.net and uh, they'll get $10 off and free shipping uh, on a 30-tab packet with the offer code 10,000 hours. I don't know how you spell it, Vince, do you? <laughs> nope. Uh, refer to our website. And uh, yeah. that was the which rare double-back re-segue, which that was definitely done until I mentioned it. Uh, so thank you again, <laughs> Ultra Human. Thank you, listeners, for listening. Uh, hope you enjoy episode 124, Ace Norton. place is like a gentrified mess now it's, yeah it's, uh, it's like yoga studios and kombucha totally man okay <clears throat> hey that's vintage that's the th- throat clear i love that. that that was like man we haven't done that in like probably 30 episodes 40 episodes <laughs> no that's true that was og i mean i feel like we've been on a real streak vince of the new grant 
Yeah, we have. I have to say, I'm enjoying it a lot. Not that it's not like a, I, I didn't like the old grant because I did, but I know that both grants are in there, and now I'm just getting to see this grant. That's, that's cool. nice. That's cool. I do feel yeah. like I do feel like uh, the new grant is a more evolved form. That the middle the middle grant. I mean the the let's say the f- episodes one to twenty five were like early grant, like baby grant. Those were rough. Twenty five to like one twenty were pretty terrible grant just like well well i'm now uh, i'm i don't know uh, continue i don't know it was just really self-indulgent it was referential there was nothing really good about it and new grant <laughs> is just like straight to the point vince so tell me vince what are you putting your time into what are you working on Wow, and yeah. also a sneak attack grant. I yeah, think. truly, you concealed your movements till the last minute. Um, I don't have too much interesting to report. Work is kind of in the slow mode as we get ready to go to production on a couple of television commercials that I assisted in writing. Um, I wrote some of them and helped write others. So I guess assisting in writing was good enough on its own to say. Uh, but yeah, we're going to go to production for those in, in April. So that'll be really fun. Until then, just kind of lying low. Grant, what about you? What are you putting your time into? Um, a couple of shoots, a couple of photo shoots, and then I'm in pre-production on a music video. That's taking up most of my energy besides the death to stock stuff, which, you know, that's just ongoing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's old hat at this point. Right? Yeah, yeah. And besides that, you know, popping around, we've been podcasting a bit. I uh, just did one on the road in Portland. And here mm-hmm. we are back in L.A., and it, it just so happens that we have an L.A.-based guest. What a treat, Vince. We, we do. I'm, I'm really looking forward to this. Uh, one of, uh, I mean, usually when we have a guest on, I do a little research and get to know them, but this is a guest that I, I knew about previously, so I've been looking forward to this one for some time. Awesome. Yeah, for sure. I think uh, I first, I mean, I think I first saw his name just credited in a few music videos. And then um, I really got into his work from the Director ID series, which I think we've referenced that before, have we, Vince? I think if that not, we have. We'll show notes. We'll show notes his episode. Um, I thought that was a really excellent series. It's kind of like breaking down different directors, um, usually like eight to ten minute episodes, going through some of their work. And I'm pretty sure our guest was... His entire episode, he was in bed, maybe? I'm maybe. sure he'll correct can he, us. Can he confirm or deny? <laughs> okay. A, a chuckle. All right. It's still, it's still ambiguous. I like that. But uh, let's, let's welcome to the show now uh, Ace Norton. He's a director, has a production company called Commandeer. He's, uh, he's represented by Pretty Bird, and he is a prolific filmmaker of uh, quite a few. I mean, it says on your site, over, over 80 music videos. I haven't watched them all, but... That's uh, quite the tally. Yeah. What's up, guys? Thanks for having me. I, uh, I appreciate it. Uh, it's very humbling to uh, have me on here. So uh, much love. Much love, indeed. <laughs> and to you, and to you, Ace. I've got a question. What are you working on recently? What are you putting your time into? Um, like right now, I'm, I'm in prep for a, a bunch of commercials. Um, I'm shooting a fashion film for Fleur du Mont uh, next week. Uh, just kind of traveled the world and on this uh, Gucci job, which was pretty crazy. Uh, and we shot in Milan, uh, and then we shot in Tokyo, and then back in LA. So I'm kind of just juggling a bunch of stuff at the moment. But uh, good to good to stay busy and uh, happy to be busy. Yeah, and you do seem like a juggler. You uh, you work in in a few different art forms. I mean, or visual mediums. I guess you would say. Is that accurate? Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, like, you know, uh, you know, I'll do the, the fashion films, I'll do the music videos, uh, I got a couple feature projects I'm working on, um, sometimes I'll do, you know, art installations, um, and, uh, you know, I was, uh, took a couple months off and did, did some art too, so, uh, yeah, I just like to stay busy, if I'm not busy, I kinda, I kinda don't know what to do with myself, so, yeah, just to, Good to keep the, uh, the you know the the brain working all the time. Yes, yes, I feel you, man. I definitely definitely relate. use it or lose it. That's what they yeah, say. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> um, so perhaps for the uninitiated, could you maybe you know before we dive too deep into it, could you maybe just um, give a little bit of a background uh, as far as how you got into filmmaking and and uh, I guess your artistic path? Yeah, I mean, I you know I guess I guess for me, I you know I grew up always. Uh, 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 you know, wanted to be a filmmaker. So, uh, you know, when I was, well, I guess I wanted to be a skater at first. I, I'm born and raised in Venice. And, um, and then, you know, I kind of wanted to be a pro skater. So I was kind of focusing on that a lot. Um, uh, I ollie down some stairs. I shattered my tailbone. I was in eighth grade and I couldn't mm. skate anymore. I couldn't do soccer. Um, so I didn't really have any after school activities. My dad had like a high eight camera. So, you know, I was kind of incapacitated and I couldn't do physical stuff. So I take this eight millimeter camera after school and I just started hanging out with my buddies and we just make these films. And it kind of, subs- you know, filmmaking was a substitute for, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, skateboarding and all that sort of stuff. So it kind of just evolved and started making a lot of films and and uh, went to USC film school but dropped out of film school, was working as a busboy. It wasn't happening. <laughs> and then, you know, I still had my USC ID at the time. So I'd sneak into the animation department at USC and I'd animate music videos for some of my me- friends' bands, you know. And essentially, like, you know, you can make these music videos with no budget. You know, you didn't need grip trucks and lighting equipment and all that sort of stuff. So just made a lot of that and then... Somehow, you know, uh, Michelle Gondry saw my stuff on uh. online somehow. Like, it was kind of before YouTube existed. And so um, then Partisan and uh, and I signed over there, and kind of the rest is sort of history, you know? But mm-hmm. that was kind of the early building blocks of it all. Super interesting, man. I, I think I can definitely relate to the, uh, you know, not, not doing sports. I know I first really started getting into creative work or creative writing, uh, like when sports ended in high school. It was just like right. in the absence of that organization, some of that uh, creativity can shine through. Very cool. Um, and shouts out to Gondry. If you're not familiar, we should show notes him as well. He's a phenomenal filmmaker. Yeah, I mean, he, at the time too, when you know he was he was kind of at his peak and just making mm-hmm. the most creative stuff. I mean, he's a real he's a real inspiration and, and just a real great guy. And and uh, and I'm really thankful to him and his company Partisan for for just taking me on board. I mean, I was so young, I had no idea what was what I was doing. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's cool. <laughs> Incredible. Well, I mean, Vince, I think this is perhaps a good jumping off point uh, into the topic, which. Uh, classic 10,000 hours it's on the nose (laughs) it is you know we don't why like put up a bunch of barriers and set a bunch of hoops for our guests to jump through let's talk about what makes sense to talk about um we're talking about direction today and that is both literally 
uh, in the medium in which our guest works in, primarily. And it's also uh, sort of more aesthetically, more nebulously, in terms of providing direction, the actual act of directing, whether that is as a director or as person to person, and the influence it can have on people and on creative projects. Uh, So, Grant, you too, being a director, perhaps you have a a jumping off point for us. Mm. Sure. I mean, I think what I would be interested to hear about, you know, I I, I probably, Mm -hmm. I started directing technically maybe... Mm -hmm. I don't know, like three years ago, not even something like that. Um, a bit later, but um, I'd be curious to just hear your not definition, but just what mm-hmm. what you see directing as in terms of the discipline or in terms of the actual function of director. I I don't know I I, I don't know I mean I I guess it's kind of like uh, being a tastemaker, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, having good ideas and then just putting your heart and soul to it. You know, I, there, there's so many aspects of it. I mean, mm-hmm. for me, it's just for me, it's about it's about collaborating, you know, and and really enjoying the process of working with your peers. Like, I, I genuinely like like I don't look at directing like work. Like, I really have a good time while doing it. You know, it's mm-hmm. like an excuse to hang out with my closest friends and, and like solve a problem together or go to war together, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, so I, I, for me, kind of that's, that's what it is. Um, it's about storytelling. Uh, it's about working with actors. It's about, you know, yeah. <laughs> totally. what, what is it for you? Is there anything specific that, that, that like that, you, that speaks to you about it? Or is there uh, yeah, I think, I think the collaboration, I, I think um, yeah. having an interest in, multiple uh disciplines and you know coming from maybe writing and then into design and then um kind of backing into filmmaking it was just realizing that filmmaking is really the amalgamation of so much and it's such an opportunity to actually like be with people and and work with people in in a lot of ways i I started getting a little bit into the startup world especially just like doing brand design projects and other things and um, it's kind of like you can create a mini startup or a mini organization, you know, every time you get on set or you have a project. And that's like super exciting, I think, to be able to set the tone and kind of create a culture of yeah. the work. Um, so, I'm, I mean, maybe you could talk a little bit about what being on set with you is like um, or what, what I guess you go for or what, what you're looking for in setting that tone. Um, I mean, like, I'm pretty easygoing, you know, like, I'm yeah. a pretty easygoing guy, you know, I'm not like a dictator. Your, your Skype like avatar that. is a sand dollar. Yeah, sand dollar. <laughs> That's just the generic one that I got. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> and there you go. And now you see. <laughs> no, I mean, I just, you know, I'm, I'm a pretty easygoing guy. Um, you know, I think when I was younger, uh, I, I tended to kind of, uh, you know, kind of a- approach it like, like, like super artistic or whatever. And not that I don't have that anymore. I I think Mm -hmm. I'm just like a a little bit uh, more Zen about it. And uh, I can kind of take the ego out of things a little bit more. And it's kind of less about me and my art. And it's more about just making a great product or making Mm -hmm. a great film. What's the best for the film. Um, But uh, yeah, you know, I mean, I like all the people that I work with, 
you know, are my best friends. So it, it really is just a bunch of, you know, kids getting together and, you know, uh, shooting a film, you know, like I did when I was 12 years old with my broken tailbone. You know, there's like really no difference than that, you know, like we're shooting this <laughs> film <laughs> um, next week and we're, you know, we're just working with all with all my buddies. So, uh, yeah, that, I mean, that's in, that's an incredible description. Now, perhaps I'm I'm talking naively, but when you say the word direction, there's a level of implicit authority, perhaps, where one person or the team of people doing the directing are in some ways funneling the creative energy. Do you feel like that is present when the the picture you're painting us is very free form and very collaborative and sounds more like a day of hanging out than really like a job? Uh, Does this sense of authority ever spring up is it just non-existent and if it does spring up how do you you know deal with it uh well i mean i i know what i want you know and 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 like i i guess you know i do the homework before in the prep you know if, if you do your homework in the prep and if you you know and if and and if all that kind of goes to plan then kind of when you show up to set and when you're shooting it it's kind of the it's it's kind of easy, you know. Everything is already set in its place for the most part, you know. If you've done, if you know what you want, and you know what you want the scene to look like. Production designer, brief them. Um, it all kind of falls into place. Like certainly, it's not always like that. Like I think I'm maybe like painting like a super utopian universe. Like there's been <laughs> nightmarish nightmarish sets I've been on, you know. Um, uh, yeah, so it's it's not always hunky dory, you know. I, I think it. It mostly just depends too, like on the client, you know. I mean, if you're if you're working on a commercial and you know the client's a pain in the ass, like chances are it's going to be a difficult set, you know. But um, it just depends on like what the job is. Mm-hmm. Okay, I mean, I guess I, that does make a lot of sense. I, I, you know, showing up to set really is kind of. I, one reason I, th- I think I, I got interested in photography was that mm. it was a quicker way to access the nectar as I see it, which is like the actual like performance of the thing, you know, like directing to me is kind of a bit of a performance, not in a right. like, oh, thinking, yeah. yeah, but Big so, yeah. so, so it just, there's a, most times at least there's yeah. uh, so much more effort to get to set versus like, you know, a photo shoot where it's me and a subject. Um, so, so I guess I, I definitely understand that. Maybe, maybe you could take us a little bit back into the process for you of the homework, or maybe even deeper or further back into. You, you kind of alluded to um, adopt adopting your uh, your voice a little bit, but maybe you could talk a little bit about like developing your voice as a filmmaker. I, I don't mean that to be too avant garde. I just like it. It is. I, I know I, I had a moment it just on my very first video where I was like, oh, I can do anything. Well, like, what the fuck should I do? Right. <laughs> you know? Sure, and, sure, sure. So maybe you could just talk about like where, where that, how that process has evolved or like yeah. where you're at now or where that started. Yeah. No, that's a really good question. Like for me, like it, it's weird because a lot of ad agencies and a lot of people will kind of pigeonhole directors, right? They'll be like, all right, well, this, this is a comedy guy, you know, this is an action guy. Uh, you know, this is an animator guy. Like, I think if if you're a good filmmaker, you can kind of exercise your craft in pretty much any genre, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, you may be stronger at some certain things, but, like, overall, you're a storyteller, you're a filmmaker, you kind of do anything. So, like, like, I guess for me, you know, I started off as an animator. Like, that's how my career started, by, you know, me going into film school 
uh, with my old student ID and then, you know, animating these, you know, little music videos out of like collage cutouts from my friend's bands. Like that's how I got started with Partisan. And at the time, no one was really doing that. You know, everyone was kind of like, you know, big budget kind of hip hop videos and kind of like 90s pop and all that sort of stuff. And I sort of came in as like hand drawn animation guy. So uh, for a while, I was kind of getting work like that. But then I was like, oh, my God, like, I don't want to, you know, move toys frame by frame for the rest of my life. So then, I, you know, I started getting into like, you know, I grew up watching a lot of like, you know, 70s horror films, you know, and a Texas Chainsaw Massacre and and like my sick day movie was like Godzilla. You know, so then mm. I was like, then I kind of delved into, you know, the more kind of campy genre stuff. And then that turned into fashion, you know, and fashion into commercials. It, it, it's sort of like it's I think it's just ever evolving, you know, and, and kind of, you know, I'm just like interested in in different things at different aspects of my life, you know, and mm-hmm. I, I don't think there's like I just, you know, I like experimenting and I like changing things up. And and, uh, you know, I've done so many music videos, too, or it's like I don't really do them anymore. I do more fashion stuff. So it's just like constantly evolving and constantly changing. Mm-hmm. Um I hope that answers. No, it, it does. That, <laughs> it is an interesting thing, though, because you you're so you're you're painting the go with the flow kind of picture, but you are also like directing the flow in a lot of ways. I guess maybe that's maybe more of what it is. Is like you you do have you do have a sense of direction of personal direction, and you're just following that in a lot of ways. Yeah. But, so what's what's really interesting to me is that your beginnings were in these animated films where you have almost complete control i'm imagining and please do correct me if i'm wrong over every mechanism within the film and so then when you move to interacting with other people obviously there are just more variables uh did you find any sort of trouble or difficulty transitioning into a different style because of that no, no, because, you know, I, I, I always wanted to be like a live action director. It's just I, I didn't have the budgets for it. You know, I was broke. You know, I was in film school and, and I just dropped out and I was a busboy at the time. So I think it was just all that sort of stuff was was sort of dictated through budgets. You know, I mean, like a lot of the friends bands I would go to only had a 100 bucks, you know, for an entire video. So you could, you can't really even though you can get friends to work for free for you and stuff like that, you can't really even put any like of that budget on the screen because there's literally no budget. But if you did animation, you know, you could have, you know, like a, like a monster eating a skyscraper, you know and I mean? Like stuff like that, you could make it a completely different universe. So there's more kind of production value on the screen, but it took more time obviously because it's just you and these and these cutouts but that that sort of stuff for sure was uh was just dictated by literally having no money and and being asked to create something with mm-hmm. it so do you find one way easier than the other is it is it easier now does the budget make it easier it actually makes it depends what it is like if if the budget like i think like the best budget is like 50 you know because because you have enough money to uh, do interesting stuff and put it on the screen, but uh, like higher than fifty, uh, the the suits and you know the players kind of yeah. meld their hands in it, and then everybody wants an opinion. So uh, mm. it, you know, more money, more problems in a way, I guess. Man, that's super interesting. <laughs> yeah, that I mean, yeah. that's fascinating. And that, I think that brings me to a question sort of fundamental about direction, which is how many voices are providing it at once. Um, 
mm-hmm. when you direct Ace, are you mm-hmm. sort of the sole uh, voice box, uh, or do you work in a oligarchical team? Uh, and how do you how do you manage input uh, exterior input? <laughs> I was, from I was picturing Ace position. with like a board of directors just for him that he brings <laughs> yeah. to set. I mean, I I don't know. Maybe that's not far off from the truth. No, I mean, it's a collaborative process. Like, ultimately, you know, I kind of, I, I know what I want, you know, I've done, I've done the homework before the shoot, you know, I'm, I'm very clear with people about what I want, but certainly if somebody has a better idea, you know, I'm not going to have an issue with that <laughs> and I'm going to go with it, you know, yeah. I mean, we're sort of like one brain working together. So in terms of just like ego and I, I really have like no issue with that, I'm kind of my grandfather was a communist. I kind of run like a communist style you know, working environment, you know? So it's like, I don't give a shit about like ego. Like I just want the best possible thing for, me, for the story, you know? <laughs> well, I, yeah, I think it's, that's relevant and, or it's obvious. It's apparent in your work. Um, I think it's interesting. Do you ever run into problems with outside? I'm assuming you must uh, influencers. You mentioned when you had at least um, larger budgets, sometimes people with uh, derisive opinions or divisive opinions get involved. The suits, as you called them. Uh, How do you manage that or don't you manage it? I think it just depends on what the project is. You know, if you're doing if you're doing a passion project where the idea is yours and you kind of have ownership over it or, you know, some, in, in most cases, music videos, because, you know, you come up with the idea, um, you know, you can kind of run things a little bit. You can take control and authority over it because, you know, it's kind of your brain. Um, but you know, a lot of the times with, with commercials, the industry is just, it's just a different way. You know, there's ad agencies who come up with the ideas, then they hire the directors to execute those ideas, you know? So they're, they're really the, the, the owner of, of, of those concepts and, you know, they're the big boss. So like, you know, when you're shooting a commercial, like it's just a different type of set. Mm -hmm. Like there's a tent of ad people and clients all who have an opinion, you know, they'll make you do the take 40, 50 times when you got it on the second take, you know, and, and they'll, and they'll yeah. like be so, <laughs> um, you know, uh, specific about certain little details that you know as a director because you've been in the edit so many times that don't make a difference at all. But mm-hmm. it's a bit, to be honest, it's a bit of like you were talking about how directing is kind of like a performance in a way like mm. on most commercials you're there to give an, a, a given a, a performance you know you're yeah. there as a dog and pony show kind of like yeah. you know big smile on the face and charm them you know and so that sort of level of directing is different than kind of the you know ace hanging out with all of his buddies making yeah, making a, film. a passion project kind yeah of thing, totally you know? I've been that evil advertising. Guy I was just say, in, in my in experience, tent. it's the copywriters that are the the true yeah. bastards of the bunch, <laughs> huh, Vince? But, uh, <laughs> only because they don't even invite the art director to come along. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's brutal, but it pays the bills, <laughs> and and like it 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 has provided me with a great life, and I actually owe a lot to advertising yeah. and commercials. So, you Shout, know. shouts out, shouts out. I mean, there, yeah, there, there are nuances. There are different. Uh, types of work in in all sorts of industries um i'm wondering just a little bit i know this is like kind of minutia but you, you you've referenced the homework several times and i'm wondering if you would maybe just talk a little bit about your homework like what you think you, or what your preparation looks like 
Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's weird. Like a lot of, I guess a lot of directors prep differently. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't, I don't, I mean, on big commercials and big jobs, I have to do uh, storyboards just because that's the way that the process goes. Um, you know, uh, I, on, if I could have it my way, like obviously big action scenes or very technical stuff, like I, I would storyboard it, but, but you know, I, I, I kind of just, I make shot lists. Mm-hmm. I give like a, a you know, the, each, each project I do will say then, you know, the name of the time, you know, uh, and then, yeah, just a shot list, you know, mm-hmm. um, just a scene description and then like master two shot extreme close up, you know, that sort of stuff. But I, I leave a lot to, um, kind of being a little free on set, you know, mm-hmm. like not having everything so precisely figured out because I think there's, when you get in a location, you're dealing with the actors, you're blocking the scene, stuff is going to change. And I think if you're too married to certain stuff, you're just going to be a bit of a pain for everybody involved, you know, mm-hmm. because there's compromises you have to make here and there to ultimately get what you want. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, a game of compromises, I'm, I'm sure. That I think for, in my... Uh, n- not having uh, gotten to kind of higher levels, I think, of some of the creation, I think the uh, the the it's really been an interesting process in like coming up with an idea and then like trying to marry that to the final, and you know, it progressively gets better. But um, yeah, just d- do you feel like do you feel like that was a a process for you as well in terms of going from? I, I guess in my experience, it's just there's mm-hmm. there's a difference between. It's it's still kind of a game of like uh, I have the idea or the concept and it's the it's mm-hmm. like the most beautiful version mm-hmm. as I've as I'm concepting it and uh, in the end it's it's maybe oh, yeah. good you know progressively good but yeah, yeah, do you yeah. do you feel similar or yeah I mean and, you know here's like ultimately like uh, you know sometimes you make some great things and sometimes you make some mediocre things other times you make some shit you know and it's sure. just kind of like. And, you know, and you just got to keep battling through it and, and like working and be prolific and stay busy and, and, uh, and, and all that stuff. Mm. And, um, uh, wait, sorry, what was the question? No, no, that's okay. I mean, this is, this is, I think an interesting bridge, which is something we, we want to talk about a little bit, which is like staying productive, being prolific. I think that's like, that's, that does seem like half the battle in a lot of creative, uh, pursuits. A lot of people get stuck you know, after just a few uh, steps forward or any sort of derailing, maybe you could talk about staying busy. I know you you, you kind of mentioned just like you feel the need to stay busy, or you don't. You just like need to do something with your hands. But I don't know. Can you talk a little bit about being productive and prolific and staying motivated? Really, is kind of it. Yeah, I mean, I, I get you know. Ultimately, I just I just really love what I do. You know, I, I really mm-hmm. love being on set. I really enjoy my job and if i'm not doing my job i feel like lack of purpose i guess a little bit Mm -hmm. like you know i'm a surfer i like to surf but ultimately that doesn't make me feel um whole uh it's it's again it's collaborating with my friends and then just doing my job and you know and lately too which is cool is like i I, i've been doing all these jobs that enable me to travel you know Mm -hmm. i've been doing all these commercials and these fashion films so there's an element of that too which is like well, you know, if you kind of, if you figure a certain way through it, you can, you know, 
travel the world and do your job at the same time and work. And it's like you have something to show for it at the very end. You know, mm-hmm. you have a product, you have a music video. It's almost like a memento of uh, of your of your vacation in a way. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know? it's cool. That's phenomenal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, well, okay. Maybe on the darker side, could we talk a little bit? Not darker, excuse me, but mm-hmm. just like uh, you know, it seems like you found mm-hmm. your groove pretty early on and what you were interested in. Um, what would you say potentially to people who are, uh, you know, have less direction or are maybe, um, treading water as Mm. the sound show, you know, just like looking for some sort of direction. Yeah. I, I, I don't know about, you know, I, I would say, I would say like, do the best you can to figure out what it is that brings you happiness and then just go, 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 go and have the grit to get through that. Mm. But I think finding whatever that path is is the most difficult part because once you find that passion it won't feel like work when you're doing it because you love it so much you know it just Mm -hmm. becomes you but i think finding whatever brings you that happiness is is difficult um i I don't really have the answer for that Mm -hmm. i i i was lucky because you know and, and uh, you know, my my father was a filmmaker, uh, and my my mom's a script revisor. So I, uh, they veered me to go away from this business. They know the trials and tribulations of it. You're out of work. You're working. Whatever. It's a roller coaster. Um, but I, you know, I grew up watching my dad a lot, and to some extent, kind of wanting to be like him, or just like watching him block scenes with actors, and kind of it was just kind of like ingrained in me since I was a kid you know I just always wanted to be that I wanted to be my dad you know Mm -hmm. so I I was lucky in that I knew kind of what I wanted to do I wanted to be my father in a way you know since a since a really since a really young age so um yeah so I mean yeah get a filmmaking family Start there, guys. And I mean, go. So if you don't know what you're doing, change parents. Um, but see, I, you've highlighted, though, Ace, if I can almost flirt with putting words in your mouth, a really. It, <laughs> That's I, just... I mean, it sounds worse. And it does sound worse than it's going to be. Um, you've highlighted what I think is an important part about direction, which is knowing when you don't have input to give. So you didn't have a. a personal story that lent uh, relevance to that question. What if you don't know what you want to do? You did give like a, what I think is a really insightful opinion about it, but you also knew what you didn't know uh, for to put it in a glib way. And maybe you guys will agree or disagree, but allowing there to be sort of silence or second opinion when you don't have the answers seems to me like an important part mm. of providing and taking direction. I think so, right? I mean, I think that, you know, if, if if you're this guy, you know, and he pretends like he knows everything, you know, he's this arrogant fucker and you don't want to be around him, you know? If if, if you're a person that's kind of genuine and and if you don't know something, you know, you, you, you're honest about it, I think people respect that and they, um, and they you know, they, they appreciate that. So, I, I mean, I have yeah. no problem with that. I really, like, if, if, I, don't, if I don't know something, I'm, I'm, I'm very loud about I, it. And then, you know, I, you know, yeah. I think that's actually maybe a partial answer to the question I asked you, you know, when we were talking about people searching for purpose, you know, who, who are maybe ha- hadn't found it like you did early. I think maybe it's a it's it's a baby steps thing, but but not being the person that just agrees or says they know the thing. I mean, even just like yeah. one daily practice you can start with is like 
instead of pretending you know like the reference someone is making or the band or whatever you could just <laughs> say i mean that's a fucking it's like chronic it's insane yo that's something i had to learn actually yeah, yeah. i had to learn that per- firsthand it's like I mean, and it's a natural i'm it's speaking it, yeah. defense of my old self it's kind of a natural thing a to human want to thing do. to sort of connect you don't yeah. want to feel left out you don't want to feel yeah. dumb especially when it's something semi-important or unimportant but it really is one of the one of the most important things you can learn to do uh, i think it's a form of humility in yeah. a way um it is a form of vulnerability and also the the phrase i know should almost never be said in your life there's almost no reason to say it. even if you do know it's it's a shut off phrase it's sort sure, of yeah. limiting the amount of information you're getting from the person telling you the thing uh so i also try not to say that but that's <laughs> even harder that's harder even than the other thing mm. Yeah, I guess uh, that is maybe another spot to start to when finding purpose is, is you know, you're talking about figuring out the thing you love. It won't feel like work. But um, even just like like when I think of directing or writing or like creating anything, the the best way, at least f- I found, for having a voice was just like getting really obsessed with people I liked um, and whose work mm. I admired. That's like a great starting point. Even, even I guess, uh, for me, like career-wise, you know, looking at people and like kind of seeing their path and I think that's really I mean I guess that's not not so far from a reason we started the show even not far at all as in it's like straight straight on the on the nose maybe (laughs) just our style on the schnoz I kind of I mean we've already sort of treaded it but I feel maybe as an outsider almost (laughs) I mean frustrated isn't the right word but almost frustrated with how effortless you make the process sound ace Uh, it sounds like you're always prepared you always have the answers Uh, sometimes clients are pain in the ass etc etc mostly it's cool how (laughs) how do you manage the inevitable hurdles are is there like damage control protocols that you have built into your process or is it really about being like open and communicative i'm just i'm just interested in in what conflict looks like in ace norton's process (laughs) I mean, I, I, I can't even, I've had so many issues on set, but you just got to be a Zen master, you know? I mean, I, I don't, I don't know how else to say it. Like, you know, I mean, I remember like this Vic Mensa video that I just did. Um, this was a nightmare, nightmare prep. You have no idea. Like the guy wanted to shoot it, uh, with these sketchy producers in a really dangerous neighborhood in Chicago, you know, live gunfire, like crazy, crazy, crazy stuff. You know, I mean, like, you know, the producers ended up getting pistol with by like some, it was just like, what the fuck is going on? Like, I'm, yeah, crazy, crazy shit. But yeah, I, I don't know. You just don't let it affect you. You know, I mean, you just, you just move on and ultimately, you know, we're, we're not, we're not saving lives here. You know, sometimes, you know, we're, 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 we're making a fucking music video, like get your head straight, you know, yeah. like chill out, everyone calm the fuck down, you know? Yeah. Have some perspective. And, um, and, uh, as long as you have that, you know, you'll be, yeah, you'll just be calm. I don't know. Just like, just like take a step back and, uh, and realize you're not, you're not saving the planet here, you know, um, do the best you can. Uh, you're always going to have another job that's going to come up, you know? I mean, I, when I was younger, I remember I used to, I used to get really fearful about everything that I did because I approached every little thing like it was my last project, Mm -hmm. you know? which created so much anxiety and, and I wasn't having fun, you know, every time before a shoot, I'd be stressing out and I really cared about what 
other people thought of my work or the comments on the video page and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and, and I got, and I, uh, something happened, something clicked when I turned like 31 or 30 or whatever. And, um, it just stopped. It, it, I, I still have it a little bit, but not nearly as much as I used to. Um, it, it kind of just fizzled out, and there was that moment, that, that epiphany. It's like, you know what? Do the best you can. You're going to get another shot at it. You know. Um, yeah. You know, like I'm picturing. I'm, I'm picturing, and we'll show notes this, but the scene from Fight Club where Tyler Tyler is driving with uh, with Ed Norton and yeah. Brad Pitt, and he's just like uh, with hand on the wheel, and the guys are in the back seat, and he's like, just let go. Just yeah. let go. <laughs> yeah. I see. I was imagining the guy in the parking lot of the gas station with the gun with to his head. With the gun head. to his head. That, yeah. Raymond. That was your producer, like, last week, right? <laughs> oh, man. That was a nightmare, that one. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that that is the thing, though. And I actually think, like, that's one benefit of the show. And maybe even, maybe, you know, for us and for other people, though, is like, you see the produced work and you see. And even when I was I was referencing people's career paths that I respect, you know, I, I look at like a Spike Jones career path. I'm like, wow, yeah. so yeah. glamorous, it's so amazing. Like, what a what an amazing director. What a, you know, but but the, you don't see any of the grit, really. I mean, not grit in terms of uh, personal character, but just like the fucking messes all I over the place. I'm that. sure. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, I remember when. So I was 23 or 24 at the time, and I had just signed a Partisan, which is mm-hmm. a you know, a big deal in yeah, my life deal, and uh, really big deal. And then like I, I booked, I wrote this concept for Nora Jones and Nora Jones at the time was a super big deal. Wow. You know, she just won all those Grammys. She just did a movie with Wong Kar Wai, which she was the lead actress in. I'm 23. Uh, I have to go to New York to shoot it there. I'm in Steiner studios. I am so nervous. I can't even tell you. Um, I show up to set. It's like 5 a.m. in the morning. You know, I just see the sets everywhere, all this pressure. I went in the bathroom with my producer. And I was like, oh, my God, man, I can't. I'm so I'm so scared right now. I can't do this. I can't. I'm so freaking out. Uh, I started puking everywhere all over the bathroom. And, uh, and it was kind of like that moment in 8 Mile, you know, where it's like, all right, man. Like, are you going to – this is this is the moment. Yeah, you mom's spaghetti moment. Yes, exactly. You better never let it go. Oh, you only exactly. got one shot. No, and that was that moment for me, and uh, yeah, <laughs> it was crazy. Wow! Oh, so <laughs> that is a literal a very mess. human story. A literal yes. mess. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. Uh, should we should we switch Grant to a much a much cleaner yeah, liquid? Something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Truly. I mean, liquid. Uh, other forms too. Uh, Vin, <laughs> I would love to. I would love to broach a topic that's not particularly germane to the topic at hand would you no that's a great idea yeah um, I, I love it so great. this week uh and every week although not the same topic of the off topic topic but every that's week right. we do have a topic an off topic to the topic so an off topic topic yeah we like to mix things up on the show ace a little bit and talk about something right. like sort of out of left field right uh, this field. week sometimes <laughs> and this week whichever t- field well, uh, out of the, I really wanted to make a cricket reference, but I don't know any of the terminology. Same. You I guess do is it a field? I mean, I guess maybe it's a right field thing too. It's a pitch. No, it's a pitch. Uh, um, hey, Ace, we're talking about coconut oil. Okay. Uh, do, we, do you use the stuff? And if so, do you have strong opinions either way on it? 
You know, I, I, I really, I don't use it that often, but um, I'm dating this girl that actually lives in London and she, uh, uh, you know, she ran out of face cream and she's trying to save money because she's going to move here to LA, blah, blah, blah. Wow. And now she's using coconut oil in lieu of uh, face cream. So there you go. Look at that. I mean, it really is the miracle, the, yeah. the miracle plant, coconut <laughs> Grant, this is Grant, great. you just said you confessed to me earlier that you're within seeing distance of a big bottle. Of I it. hold on, I'm not even gonna move my body, and I can touch the rim. <laughs> um, it's a I, bottle. I'm, is it a bucket? Uh, I'll, I'm gonna take a picture now. Maybe I'll we'll show notes this picture. I don't even know what you would call it. a tub. Feels too aggressive, but like <laughs> it does feel like it's hard. Is it? It's of cylindrical. Oil or is it of like coconut butter? Coconut. It, which one is it? Uh, it's uh, organic extra virgin coconut oil. Uh, wow, hundred. Just all the qualifiers on this are ridiculous. A hundred percent pure, unrefined, cold pressed. <laughs> they didn't. You don't want those hot pressed. Certified, certified organic. When it comes to pressing. Wild harvested <laughs> coconuts by small artisanal farmers in Vietnam, <laughs> exclusively for Sky Organics. That is some uh, that is some quality coconut uh, oil. Can I tell you a couple more things? Uh, did you know yes. that uh, their coconut oil is raw? It was cold pressed, which means that it was never heated, and as such, retained all of its nutrients and healing properties. And also, uh, inappropriately apostrophed it. <laughs> so, <laughs> hey, that's how you know they're a bootstrap company. Yeah, you respect really, that. You know, they're not spending money. They're not throwing money away on proofreaders. They're giving it back <laughs> to the farmers who are harvesting the coconuts. It really is a wonder plant. Uh, I utilized it somewhat back in my my brief. It was like seven or eight months paleo days. Um, really? Which is a, a fad diet. You went yeah. paleo? When was this? Oh, this was th- like four years ago, three years ago now. Mm. It was during the show, but it's early. It's early. Like you, did you mention it during the show? Was this like show canon? You might, yeah, it might be. I think it actually might be hmm. like the first twenty episodes. Hmm. Huh. I will say. Huh. Okay, so okay, two notes for coconut oil with me. This is a pretty fresh, and I could take a photo of the inside, but it's pretty fresh. I haven't used much, um, but I started to recently, and I have pretty long hair now, um, like shoulder length, and maybe beyond. I'm stretching it now, uh, and it's changing the game for me. And I will say. Uh, I have a lady friend as well, Ace, and she's in Portland. Mm. I was just visiting mm. her, and uh, she she uses the coconut oil. Um, she uses the coconut oil pretty frequently, and she's got a big tub. I mean, like we're talking oh. four to she six. Actually, X. Her bathtub is the tub, and she bathes in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Uh, but it, <laughs> well, sh- I hope we haven't exhausted your opinions on coconut oil <laughs> yet, Ace. No, no, I'm loving this- it. The segment rolls on. Distance thing you're in. The what? How's that working out for you? Oh, long distance. Yeah. Um, pretty well. I mean, so we started. So we met through like Instagram, actually, (laughs) because we both like uh take photos. Like she's like a stylist and a model, like subject of um photos that are kind of in the same kind of editorial style. Um, and so we first uh, connected through that, and I will say we we got to know each other long distance, which made it way easier to I don't know we just like knew each other really well by the time we actually met up. 
which yeah, was kind of like talk to each other more and ask more questions. Oh my god, another person. Yeah, I, I knew her. Yeah. I knew her. Per, <laughs> I knew her person and her personality uh, way more than her even just like physical or just like even energy in person. But I mean, I was you know we were like FaceTiming daily for like a month or something. So it's kind of incredible. I, I really, I mean, shouts out to technology for doing that. And then uh, yeah, <laughs> I went out and visited her in uh, at the end of November, and it was like pretty instant. Like yeah, let's do this thing. Um, yeah, so I've been there. You were just there. Yeah, and I was just there. I've been there like maybe three times, and she came came to LA once, and I think she's uh, also trying to relocate. Maybe we nice. can connect them. They can have like sort of a support group. Yeah, yeah. Coconut hey, oil. So how, how about how did you meet your your long distance lady? Um, your LDL, she, as we call she, it. She worked at a. Uh, she works at uh, this place called Carla Auto, which is a kind of like fashion PR agency, uh, and they had a Mercedes film that they wanted me to do, but I couldn't do it. I couldn't, I was too busy on another job. So I said, uh, uh, Hey, I'll, I'll take you guys out to dinner. And then the creatives came and then, uh, one of them, uh, actually ended up being kind of a babe, you know what I mean? So, uh, <laughs> I do know, know what you mean, man. Put on, put on that Ace Norm charm faucet, you know? Oh. And, uh, <laughs> and, and we'll probably have, uh, an illustrator do, a uh, full rendering of that, if not motion yeah. graphics, the Ace Norton personified <laughs> yeah, charm, yeah, faucet. charm faucet. There, Our yeah. robust <laughs> effects team is already getting started working on it. Uh, how's the how's the long distance thing for you guys? Is it working? How, how long you been gone? Yeah, for like like a year and a half. Cool. Yeah, it's 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 great. Oh. You know, and and I I will you know I'll I'll come and visit her in, in London, or she'll come here, and you know we kind of you know Facetime and stay in touch, and yeah, it's nice. Cool, nice. That gives me hope. Yeah, there you go. Hey, yeah, we'll do a group. A group, a group FaceTime. Oh God, what have I done? All right, <laughs> that's its I, distance. You know, has its own <laughs> limitations and challenges. Yeah, um, certainly. Well, I like that that evolved into more of like a let's get let's get over the the hard furry husk of a coconut and then mm-hmm. into the oil, which is you know yeah, relationships, soft milky center, that that loving <laughs> core. Oh boy! <laughs> Absolutely, and I think now we're to the what is it the the flesh of the coconut of the episode where we this the we're, stuff that no. you actually grate onto desserts. You know what I think it is? Well, okay, I like that. I was gonna say I feel like we're okay in my version. We were being sort of reverse birthed through the coconut, and then like we were becoming the Ooh. coconut, and then we were kind of like climbing out onto the palm. And just sort of oh, like sitting up, we at the, are. we're sitting up at the top, uh, looking out at at the episode, looking out at at our time with Ace, and uh, kind of also looking down at the beach and thinking about maybe maybe we'll get down. Ace, are you yeah. cool with that belabored metaphor? Is that yeah, cool? that, that, yeah, that was that was great. Cool. I agree. Uh, <laughs> we like to do gonna, something like that to haphazardly <laughs> jump back into the topic at oh, hand. Uh, <laughs> And then we wrap the show up by asking our guests two questions. So, Ace, if you'd be so kind as to answer them. Uh, the first one is, how can our listeners support you? Um, I guess follow me on Instagram or just kind of, you know, watch my videos and stuff. No, I, and, and visit my website, www.acenorton.com. It's a lovely little website. It That's is all right. I, I, yeah, I, th- I think right. I think it's fun. I think it. I think it. Uh, it's got some some flair, some personality. Um, yeah, I, I did it myself, but I I, I have. What what is the name of the uh, of that Car- website? Cargo Collective, that? I believe. Yeah, Maybe? it's like or Squarespace. No, is 
Squarespace. Squarespace. Oh, it is Squarespace. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, cool. it's a Squarespace, uh, Squarespace. template. It's a yeah. sponsor, actually, a sponsor of the show. Oh, really? Our show. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we threw out cargo clutch you know, because we knew you'd shot it down, we'll, and then the real truth would be revealed. I, I would say uh, if you're if you're looking for more context, I feel like that director ID episode was like it's a fun yeah. fun little peek into your work. I I love the uh, video you did with the Kaplan twins too, the synchronicity oh, yeah. video, like super fun. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll show notes a few a few of those things all those, uh, and, all and a stuff. quick aside I'm gonna pull quote Ace saying that was great like and uh, it'll be a dot 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 <laughs> that was great and I think that's going on my website I not think of anything waiting to say no 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 I'm just saying I'm just saying I'm gonna use that in the same way that we would use it in a in like a New York Times movie review or like a book review and I'm just gonna put it on the cover of my site that was great Ace Norton <laughs> I know I couldn't think of anything no unremoved from no no I, we're glad gonna, this is perfect. This is it couldn't great. have gone better. It's, it's the reason um, we're here. <laughs> so yeah, we'll show notes all that stuff, and I encourage everyone to check it out. Yeah. Um, our second question for you, Ace, is as follows: If you'd like our listeners to take one thing away from your time on the show, what would you want that to be? Um, I've had a fun time. I've had a fun time, guys. Not gonna lie. I, I it was funny because the entire right, we were trying to connect for like two months yeah. and um and yeah, a little bit of musical shit yeah other, you know I, I had to cancel or you canceled because you were out of town and i'm i'm really happy that we were able to um connect because yeah i've, I've had a i've had a, a blast well I, I mean besides that i feel like you you seem to have had a blast with your work and with your life thus far and i think that's like a, a really strong takeaway too is like <laughs> you know re- just have some fun and figure it yeah, out. Positivity Shit, is yeah, man. Just keep keep busy. Stay busy. Work. 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 And then what? What happens after it all? <laughs> I don't know. Then I guess you die, and you're like, "Why did I work so hard?" <laughs> oh fuck! <laughs> <laughs> oh no! It's really something how our episodes always kind of end like that. Um, <laughs> I do like to but, throw like an existential no, question the- on people. I think you're gonna. We've had a couple where I just like throw that. At, I'll be like, "Yo, yo." So what happens like after you die? And they're just like, "Um, what?" <laughs> you made me uncomfortable. Can I leave the show? Um, yeah. Well, on that note, the the pleasure really was all ours. It was a fun conversation. So. Thanks, dude. Thanks a lot for joining us. And if you can believe it, we have the audacity to have one more request of you, Ace. Yeah. Huh? Uh, which is as follows. Uh, we like to wrap the show with a phrase that we say all the time. It's called ship it. That is the phrase. If you could give us an Ace Norton ship it to sign us off, that would be super, super awesome. So I just say ship it. That's all. Um, yeah, that'll be yes. Yeah, okay. So do, unless you yeah. unless you want to add any like embellish anything or if there's it's any, really up to you. The power we is don't, yours. Yeah, listen, we're the, you're you're the you're the actor in this situation. We've given you some of the motivations, and now okay. all right, sounds good. Okay, three, two, one, ship it. <laughs> <laughs>